Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from First Orlando. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at firstorlando.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now, enjoy this podcast from First Orlando. This thing called grace. What's so amazing about grace? Last week we looked at how it saves us. And yes, it saves us, but I want to look at how it frees us. You say, what do you mean free? Frees us from who we used to be. And it frees us to be who he created us to be. And so let me just tell you, if you've you've come into a relationship with Jesus, you've prayed to him, you've talked to him, maybe you were baptized, whatever. Can I just tell you, that's not the end, that's the beginning of the journey. If you're going to go to the beach with your family and everybody's all excited and you load the car, the truck, the whatever, van up, and you go out and you get in the vehicle and you're sitting in the driveway and you never leave, how much fun is going to the beach? Not fun when you're in the driveway. When you come into relationship with Jesus, you step into a reality that's unbelievable, but you didn't step into that to stay in the driveway. We're going somewhere. This is a journey, and we're going to this incredible place every day of our life. God is moving and working. So let me show you a grace that liberates. Liberates you from who you used to be, liberates to who you need to be and who he wants you to be. Romans chapter 6, you got a Bible or you got a device, turn to Romans chapter 6 or turn it on to Romans chapter 6. And I want you to look at the, um, the first verses of Romans chapter 6. And I want you to ask this question. Just watch it. What is it that grace does for me of what I used to be? Okay, watch this. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. By the way, that phrase, meginito, is what it is in Greek. It is the strongest prohibition that Paul could have used. I mean, well, I guess he could have cussed, but Paul wasn't going to do it there. He does that in Galatians. But anyway, here, he, he says, may it never be. It's like, oh my goodness, no. There's absolutely no way. Because you have grace, you ought to keep living the way you're living. That's the point. You mean there's something different? Yes. How can we, who died to sin, still live in it? How can we who died to sin still live like nothing happened? Do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in death, We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one has died who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we've died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. 
For the death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Now let's just pause there for a moment. Grace sets us free from who we used to be. The old self died. The old you died. Now let me explain what old self is. The way you used to be. Where you were the only thing that mattered. Where the world revolved around you. Where selfies were the only pictures you wanted to take. When everything revolves around you. And you live life with one goal. Get everything you can out of anybody you can. And seek pleasure above all. You see, there's an old sin nature in every one of us. And that sin nature exalts self, not Jesus. It looks out for self, not others. And therefore, it opens Pandora's box to all kinds of bad stuff. And what he's saying is, you died to that. And to show you how it happened, you were baptized with Christ in baptism. And when you were baptized with him, when baptism, your old self died and it was buried. And then all of a sudden, you were raised to new life. So now, you're new. Now, it's different. Things have changed. So he basically starts by saying, grace frees you from what you used to be. Why? Because that died. That's not who you are anymore. So that's why we celebrate baptism the way we do. That's why immersion is, we think, the biblical model of baptism. Why? Because you get a picture of something dying and just water washing over it and then something living. I heard a story about a missionary who baptized a man who had been a leader of a, a literally a warring tribe near where he was living. And this guy was known for how many lives he had taken, how many lives he'd killed. And the man became a Christian. And he wanted to be baptized by this missionary. And when they went to the river, as they were baptizing him, when it came time to raise the man up, they couldn't get him up. Literally, he's just down in the water, and they're trying to get him up, and he's fighting them. He's not coming up. Finally, he comes up. This is what he said. I just wanted to feel that water washing over me. And I wanted to feel every bit of my sin because it was a lot. I wanted to feel it washing away in that water. So in the same way he understood baptism, Paul is saying there's something that happens when you are baptized. It's a picture of what he did in you when Jesus walked in your life. So now you're new. It's been washed away. All things are new. My question is who that claims to be a follower of Christ, wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't want to experience that moment when you are literally saying, I'm a new person. Jesus took the old and it's gone. And I'm brand new. And I think there may be someone in the room. I think there's someone watching today on TV 45 or someone streaming that you, you've never taken that step. You believe, but you've never said, you know what? I need to do that. Well, guess what? We can do that today. We can do that today. Between services, we're baptizing. We're baptizing in the courtyard. Yes, we chose the coldest day of the year so far. <laughs> we're going to be in the courtyard baptizing, but it's warm out there. Matthew will let you borrow his sweater even if you need it when you come up out of the water. Is that right? That's what I heard. So let me encourage you. When this is over, walk out to a tent. There's a white tent out there. 
Walk out there and just say, hey, I, I think I'm ready. You say, but David, I don't have, I didn't bring stuff. You don't have to have stuff. You love Jesus? You ready to take a stand for Jesus? That's all you need. We got stuff. We got shorts. We got, we can put you a robe on. I mean, whatever you want. We got you covered, okay? You know why? Because we think the most important thing is for you to go through what Tom just did to say, Jesus, I love you and I'm not ashamed. I'm following you the rest of my days. And to remember that picture, the old self was buried. And then the new man, the new person, raised with Jesus. It's exactly what Paul says. And not only does grace free us from the old self, it frees us to be who God created us to be. So let's read on. Read with me verse 11 and following. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Don't let sin reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. No, don't present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are no or not under law, but you're under grace. So what did he just say? He just said, you got to wake up every day and see yourself different. Okay, now I want you to listen very carefully. This is probably the most difficult part. It's really very simple. Do you see the word consider in verse 11? Do you see the word consider? How many of you have a version that it's a different word than consider? What is, what is the word? Count. Count. All right. Somebody else, a different word? Reckon. Who has reckon? Reckon. Consider. Count. Paul uses that word 19 times in the book of Romans. It's the biggest word, and you're going to be shocked at what it means. It means every day you just have to see yourself as living for him and not living for sin. Every day, it's a mental thing. It is a choice you make. It's actually a commercial word. A financial word. That's why, uh, you know, reckon, consider, account. I mean, all of those speak to the nature of the word. Actually, the word is the word in Greek is the word we get logic from. So what's he saying? Just think about it. I like the word reckon. You have to reckon yourself dead to sin, but alive to God. I that's proves Paul spent time in the South. I reckon we're going to eat today. I reckon we're going to get out of here in a little bit. Reckon is a word we grew up with if you lived in the South. The point is, Paul wants you to think about it every day. So let me challenge you. When you wake up tomorrow, I want you to see yourself dead to sin, alive to God. You're not the same person. Don't live like it. In fact, he said, you're not the same person. The first, first thing he said, because you have grace, are we supposed to now sin? My goodness, no. You're not the same person. So don't live like it. He said, stop offering your instruments or your members, which is a way of saying, don't let yourself get involved in sin. 
Don't keep living that way, using your mind for things that are ungodly, using your hands for things that are ungodly. I mean, quit offering yourself to sin. That's not who you are. Offer yourself to Him. That's who you are. Paul said, even in in Galatians, we are clothed in Christ. Verse 5 in this chapter says we are united with Him. And the word unite is literally a word that means two branches have been grafted together into one. So you see, you didn't realize it, but when Jesus walked in your life, you became one with him. And so you have a new identity. And all he's saying is you just have to live that way. Think about it every day. Because you know why they call bad things habits? And good things are called habits too. But you know why they call them habits? Because you tend to do what you've always done. But that's why you have to think every day. That's not me anymore. That, I don't live there anymore. That's not who I am. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, one of the smartest things I ever heard growing up, when I turned my life over to the Lord in college, I had a friend that said, David, you need to grab a hold of 220 every day. Now, I was building houses at the time, and I said, are you talking about 220 votes? He said, yep. I said, you know what happens when you grab 220 votes, don't you? And he said, yep. I said, you die. He said, that's the point. You need to die every day. He was referring to Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And this life I'm living now in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's 2.20. Live it every day. See yourself as dead and alive to Christ. You started out this way. You said, what is that? That's a caterpillar. (laughs) That's a caterpillar. All you could do was crawl around on the ground, leaves, whatever. You were bound. You had to have something. You were a caterpillar. You saw this much of life in front of you every day. Jesus walked in your life. Something happened. All of a sudden, that caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Now, here's the problem. If you know Jesus, you're a butterfly. Quit living like a caterpillar. Quit crawling around and thinking, I can only go here, I can only do that. No, 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 no. You are a butterfly. Fly. Quit living like a caterpillar. That's all Paul is saying. You're not the same. You have been made new, and there is somebody God is bringing out of you. He is making you literally brand new. So sin doesn't have to win every time. You can stop it and say, no, that's not who I am. Sin doesn't have to have dominion over you. You see that? Go to verse 14, the last verse I read. He said, sin will have no dominion over you since you're not under law, but you're under grace. So, hey, Sin doesn't have to win. I know some, we feel like it does sometimes. We mess up every time. You're going to mess up. I mean, even butterflies land and crawl around a little bit. But it doesn't have to win every time. Because you're not under dominion of sin. And he gives us a picture. You're not under law. You're under this thing called amazing grace. If you're under law, you've got to keep rules. You wake up every day and instead of considering yourself dead and alive to him, you consider how many rules you got to keep that day. 
How many rules I got to keep to please God, to please this one, to please that one? That's not how we live our life. We wake up and say, God, what can I do for you today? Jesus, how can I serve you today? Jesus, it's going to be a great day, and I'm just here to do whatever you'd like and to bring you honor and glory. Can I show you how to do that? We're about to violate some of your superstitions, but there are no such thing as superstitions in this house. All right? So every day, you have a choice of what you're walking under. Friday, if you didn't have an umbrella, you got wet. Friday was a rainy day for us here. And I was very glad to have an umbrella to stay out of that rain. Well, let me show you. If this umbrella represents grace, the closer you walk under it, the better life is. The more you walk out here on your own thinking you can do it on your own and you can, uh-uh. Sin will reign in you. Sin will absolutely eat you up. But then you realize what Jesus did for you and you walk back under. And now you're living under grace. And grace turns you loose. Grace frees you. Grace speaks life into you. Grace makes you feel like you're worth something. And so you got a choice to make. You're going to live under grace or... It just so happens that law is represented by a black one because nobody can keep the law. Nobody can fulfill the law. Even the New Testament says that. God didn't give us the law because we could keep it. He gave us the law to show us we need that. You can't live this way. You walk into church, you feel burdened. You walk into church, you feel guilty. You walk into church, you think, I don't deserve to be here. That's because you're living here. When you get over here, you walk into church saying, I'm so glad to be here to give you thanks for a thing called grace. I'm so glad I can praise you today because I have grace in my life that has changed my life. See, we don't live here anymore. We live here. But some of you aren't home today. Some aren't home. What does that mean? You're not there. When Rachel and I moved here in 2005, it was the worst housing market for a buyer, not for a seller. You guys selling real estate, you made a killing in 2005. We couldn't find a house. We lived in, you ready? From June until September, we lived in five different places. We were like, I mean, just moving from one to the other. Had three kids, two of them in school. When I left the office during that time, I didn't know which way to turn. I really, I'd have to stop and think, okay, where am I living? Wait a minute, where am I going? Now? 15 years after being in the house we're in? I don't even have to think about it. I know where I'm turning. I know how to get out of this parking lot. I know exactly why, because I know where home is. You see, once you make that decision that Jesus Christ is Lord and you die to yourself and you are alive to him, you don't have to figure out where home is. You know where home is and you don't have to be lost. Which way do I turn? No, I know where I turn. I turn and I'm going to Jesus. I'm going to do everything I know he wants me to do today. That's home. That's where you belong. Jesus told a story in Luke chapter 15. Told three of them actually. But the last story, the last parable was about a father who had two sons, very wealthy man. The sons wanted their money. They wanted their inheritance, and he gave it to them. And the youngest, it said, went out and blew his money. I mean, he went and wasted it all. And he got broke, and literally a famine hit, and he ended up in a pig's pen. 
eating the slop of the pigs. He looked like a pig. He smelled like a pig. And he ate like a pig. But there was one big difference in him and the pigs. What was it? He wasn't a pig. He came to his senses, and the Bible says he went home where he belonged. The pigs, they stayed there. Why? Because they're a pig. Don't live like a pig if you're not a pig. If you are a child of the king whose blood has cleansed you and washed you, live like it. That's home. Live in grace. And Paul is saying, the old you died, and there's a new you. And you got to wake up every day and consider and think logically, all right, today, I'm doing it for Jesus. I'm living for Jesus. And when you live that way, grace will set you free. I just think there's some in this room. You're not home today. I think you know where home is. You're just not there. I think there's some that need to be baptized today. And you know home for you is being obedient, just taking the step and doing what Jesus says. That's home. And that's the step you want to take. I, I just want to pray for you. And I want us to take a moment in this room to just simply say, Jesus, thank you for changing me and setting me free to be who you want me to be. And I'm willing to do whatever you ask me. So can we pray? And if you're streaming with us and you're watching on TV, would you bow with us? Lord, thank you. Thank you that you set us free. Thank you that we can be changed, that we, we don't have to be the same. But you came to deliver us and save us and change us. So Jesus, we know where home is. It's with you. So whatever we can do to live every day for your glory. Amen. Now look this way. I believe that can start today. I believe it can start today. Some need to be baptized today. The young lady, I don't know if you were in here whenever the video rolled. Sharon was her name. Am I right? Sharon? Was that her name? I think it was. Thank you for nothing. Uh, <laughs> Sharon was her name. I know it was. And if it wasn't, I apologize to her. She, she walked out. She walked out and went up and said, I, I need to be baptized. Guys, that can happen today. How cool would it be to move and go home today? You don't have to guess which way to turn. Go to Jesus. What would Jesus tell you to do today? That's home. If you're, uh, if you're streaming and you want someone to talk to, even if you're in the room, we have folks ready at the welcome centers just to pray with you. Because I, I know what it's like not to be home. I spent some years not home. And I spent some years under this one, and I was not keeping the rules, and I felt terrible, but it made me more terrible because I wasn't keeping the rules. That's what happens. And then I remember the day I moved. And man, when I moved and found out where home was, I've never been lost again. I know where it is. And I want you to know what it's like to live every day, not for yourself, but for Him. 
And we'll be glad to have that conversation, to pray with you, talk to you. You can text us the word CONNECT to 40777. Someone will follow up. But as we go today, I just think we got to stand together, and we've got to together give thanks for His amazing grace. Because of grace, we don't live here anymore. Because of grace, we have a new home. Can we stand together? Lord, thank you for what you did in our life through grace. So help us as we go out of here like a butterfly. And may we never forget where home is again. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. Thanks again for listening to the First Orlando Podcast. For more information like our service times, location, and other contact information, be sure to visit us online at firstorlando.com. Have a great week.